Kira, this program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Wellington Access Radio, make your voice heard. The Quilt of Bananas program plays every Sunday, 10 to 11am, with news, views and music. A collective of presenters, advertisers, community events and discusses news of interest to lesbians, queer women and non-binary folk. We have interviews about past and future sports and cultural events, politics, films, art shows. The programme is sponsored through the generosity of the Rural Foundation. And it plays every Sunday from 10 to 11am on Wellington Access Radio, 106.1 FM. Kia ora, morena. It is Sunday morning and you are on the Fam Rants show on Quilted Banana Radio with Sean Quinnell Torrington. We are um, in Whanganui Atara on the land of Taranaki Whanui um, and in the beautiful embrace of Access Radio here. Um, so we've got an awesome uh, conversation for you today. I'm here with members of a new group, Queer Endurance Defiance, and we're going to have a really good talk. Um, and uh, but before that, we're going to listen to a song just as you wake up and ease into Sunday.
awesome. That was Transgender Dysphoria Blues. Thank you. And if you're not, if you weren't awake before, you are awake now. We are all awake in the studio. Um, so we're going to start, uh, we're just going to do a, a round because I've got four beautiful people in here with me. So we're going to do a round and um, just introduce ourselves. So do you want to, do you want to start? Hi, I'm Kate Power from Queer Endurance Defiance. I'm, I don't know, what, what should I say here? I've, I'm a retail worker, I'm a trans woman and yeah. Yay, kia ora. Welcome, welcome. Kia ora. My name is, well, I go by both John and Ava. Um, I am a member of QED. I'm not wholly settled on any particular identity. Kia ora. Welcome. Uh, kia ora, everyone. Uh, my name's Sarah Allison. Um, I'm a registered uh, professional paramedic. Um, a member of yeah, Queer Endurance Defiance. I've been out for maybe eight years or so now. Uh, it's been a process, uh, but yeah, proud to be here. Thank you. Kia ora, welcome. Kia ora, I'm Caden. Um, I'm a transmasculine, non-binary person. I am currently doing study at Massey University. I go by um, he, him, and z, zem pronouns. <laughs> Yay, awesome. Kia ora. welcome. And we're here with Kura as well. Welcome, Kura. Kia ora, I just got to get the right button going. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Sean Quinnell Torrington. I'm an artist and I make this show and do writing. Um, and um, yeah, I think in the public world, like on my emails, I put she, her, and then my other genders. I feel like they're, um, yeah, they feel private. They feel relational with my partner and with intimate people. So, um, yeah, so it's kind of um, multiple multiple truths at once, I guess, for me. Um, so Queer Endurance Defiance is a new group and so very excited and grateful to have you all here to talk about um, what you're up to. So why have you come together and as a group and, and what's your co-papa for the group? Um, thank you. So um, we are, as you say, a, a very new group. Um, we are a queer grassroots activist org composed of queer leftists from a number of different political traditions around Wellington. Um, we have members of the IBT and the ISO. Um, so what we believe is we believe that the oppressed win our rights through um, collective struggle. Uh, the limited freedoms that we have now are a result of that struggle. So we, um, we fought for them. They weren't given to us. And we believe we need to build the power to expand and defend our rights as a community, uh, not through sort of appealing to authorities which may or may not choose to protect our rights sort of as it suits them. Uh, we believe the struggle for queer rights in Aotearoa is bound up with the struggle for the liberation of the working class from, from exploitation, uh, for Tina Rangatiratanga, for the emancipation of women, and the, um, the end of human exploitation and oppression as a whole. And I think the last thing I wanted to highlight was that we believe that the fight for queer self-emancipation is a political struggle. Um, mm. We believe anti-queer prejudice has to be taken on and sort of defeated directly, and that's that's what QED is here to do. 
Mm. Wow. What a big, beautiful kaupapa covering a lot of things. I love it. Um, so when you said IBT and ISO, can I just ask you to tell tell me and our listeners what those um, acronyms stand for? Uh, sure. Um, the IBT is the International Bolshevik Tendency, of which I am a member. And um, the ISO is the International Socialist Organization um, we have some members in the room as well. Mm. Cool. So um, the uh, at the uh, rally that you um, organised last week, which was beautifully organised and um, peaceful and happy and joyful and really a lot of fun um, to be at and very inspirational, there was a lot of conversation about um, solidarity. So that word came up over and over again and I, I was listening to the uh, to the audio again last night so what does that um, what does that word mean what does it mean to to you um, as a group yeah. yeah I'm happy to answer that <clears throat> um, to us um, solidarity is unity um, standing together um, as um, Ava was saying collective um, the collective part of the collective struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, so the rally was um, trans people and people allied um, uh, with trans people um, all coming together, um, standing together in this just this beautiful, you know, over a thousand people all just sort of standing on this cold Wellington night, um, you know, just sort of showing their support for one another. Um, and it was just this incredibly um, joyous um you know, joyous gathering as well. So, I mean, that's solidarity, but it's also, um, yeah, collective strength as well that comes from that. Um, Mm. So it's being willing to stand up, um, you know, when someone needs support. Um, You know, we made calls as well, like um, Ava was saying, you know, where there's there's other other struggles, um, you know, so we uh, made calls to stand with um, the people in um, in Putiki, uh, where um, iwi um, are being disrespected and, um, and and their wishes are just being trampled over. Uh, so it's uh, Waiheke, um, and also the Malfenua um, uh, in Shelley Bay as well. To the, you know that we also stand with them. So those are also other aspects of um, solidarity. Is um, yeah, being willing to recognise uh, when. When, um, when we need to stand alongside uh, other oppressed peoples. Mm, cool. And is that what... Because um, for me, because I've thought a lot in my, in my art practice as well about what does, what does solidarity um, mean uh, in terms of community, and one of the things that it means to me is sticking together even when we're different or even when we don't necessarily understand, that we don't have to understand everything to know that um, to know what the right thing is to do or to know that someone needs support. Um, and, and, and how do we do that? Um, so um, I shared with you that um, project I did a few years ago, which was looking at those kind of connections um, at that time of homosexual law reform and how lots of groups came together um, to support that change, even though that change wouldn't wouldn't 
benefit particularly them personally, but they wanted to support other people's rights. So yeah, how do you how do you see those connections or building solidarity as a part of community? Yeah, well, I think, um, I mean, community comes out of those building connections, you know, if we're all just uh, isolated individuals in our own houses watching Netflix, you know, that's, <laughs> that's not going to get us very far. Um, and it, it's recognising that your struggle is my struggle. Um, I think you're exactly right. We don't always understand each other, um, but um, coming together, um, you know, talking, um, sharing our experiences um, is the way in which we can break down those barriers. Mm. Um, yeah, look, as a leftist organisation, our analysis is essentially that there is a, a working class and a ruling class, and so, um, you know, it's not necessarily all people love the world together. There is a small minority who are oppressing everyone else. Mm. Um, but, um, you know, look, from, from a collective working class um, point of view, then the homosexual law reform, transgender rights now, um, yeah, these are all, these are all related and, um, and worth fighting for. Mm. It's so interesting, isn't it? Because I studied a bit of um, yeah Marxism, and when I was eighteen and doing a philosophy degree, and these kind of big books, and and then through my life, I've I've thought, oh, does that is that relevant to me now? And but as I get older, for example, we we live in um, Nine Eye, and we have lots of uh, we don't own a car, so we have lots of really wonderful bus drivers, and um, they. Uh, I mean, they get us where we need to go, but they also massively enrich our lives. They are so lovely to us. And it's um, as people who've moved there, knowing absolutely no one um, for the first couple of years, it felt like that was our experience of community was being on a bus and hmm. being waited for and um running for the bars and yes you can come on um and i've probably talked about it on this show before but i sort of i'm like this out of breath white girl running desperate for the bus and thinking that the bus is not going to stop for me and they and they stop and um this bus driver lets me on and just gives me this nod like yeah like it's normal of course i'm gonna let you on um, so, so recently with the action around uh, for bus drivers, it's been making me think about that stuff again. Um, and, um, yeah, wanting to support their rights as well. Mm. It's my little digression. Sorry. But not a digression at all. That's <laughs> yeah. absolutely relevant to, um, yeah, to what we're saying. I mean, like you said, community building. So, I mean, that's, mm. that's, that's interacting, um, yeah, with people, um, mm. with people within the community. Um, mm. That's so cool that you've had that you know, basically sort of personal relationship with, you know, with yeah. bus drivers rather than just recognising them as a service provider and, and that's all. And mm. then, yeah, absolutely, when, when the bus drivers are, um, you know, trying to fight for their industrial rights is another example of, um, of working class struggle. That absolutely, yeah, we support that as well. Queer Endurance Defiance obviously has a focus on queer issues, mm. um, but, um, you know, that's by far not the only working class struggle. That's just a, a small aspect that this particular group of people has come together mm. to try and work to, um, um, you yeah, know, to, to try and advance, I guess. Mm. I think it's um, very important to, to note that sort of these struggles can interlink and a win in, in one area can open sort of the floodgates to further collective struggle and wins in further areas. Mm. Like a win for one of us against oppression 
There's a win for all of us. I think that's very important. Mm. Um, that was something that was really striking um, to me at the at the rally was I was listening to the speeches and I listened back um, to them last night and there was one part where um, one of the speakers was talking about um, how TERF, so uh, trans-exclusionary radical feminists, uh, want to exclude uh, trans women on the basis of... of aspects of their body and how that is similar does that mean that if you haven't had children or you haven't been able to have children um, no matter how hard you've tried or or how how much grief that has given you that you're also not a woman and that that that's that's pretty um, that's pretty appalling that's pretty uh, painful and um, mm. I I found that very emotional, um, and um, yeah, and I thought, wow, this is extraordinary. I feel stuck up for. <laughs> I feel stuck up for at this rally where um, I'm here to stick up for you, but actually I'm receiving that back, and that mm. felt uh, that felt extraordinary to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's fundamentally a question of of do you want a philosophy of exclusion. Um, you know where there's particular criteria um, to fall into particular groups, and then and you know, um, or do you want a, a philosophy of inclusion? You know all the stuff that we're talking about before mm. about building community and and, and supporting one another. Mm. Yeah, and that was that was something that was um, that was brought up in those in the amazing speeches as well, where um, someone spoke about wins overseas that have been gained mm. through solidarity between. Groups. Um, I don't know if you wanted to speak to that at all. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I can. Um, I can touch on it a bit. Um, so the thing that was brought up at the rally was um, so the self ID, which is the thing that's being proposed in the BDMRR bill, um, is already law in a number of countries, of which one is Argentina. Um, and recently, over the past couple of years, there's been an intense struggle in Argentina for um, abortion law reform, for reproductive rights. Um, it's a, it's a fairly conservative Catholic country in many ways, um, birthplace of the current pope. Uh, so those rights have not been available for a very long time. Um, but there's been a, a massive grassroots movement to try and win them, which has um, been composed of a coalition of feminists and working class organizations, but also trans rights groups who've taken um, in many ways quite sort of strong roles in the struggle. Mm. And um, they have recently been able to um, win those struggles. Um, um, reproductive rights are sort of very much on the cards. I think they're being signed into law currently. It got delayed a bit because of the COVID pandemic, but they've been consistently applying pressure as a united front to the government, and I think they've come through. I think that's a really powerful example of the ways in which um, the rights of different groups aren't in conflict. Um, mm. Speak Up for Women would have you believe that there's a, a fundamental conflict between women's rights and trans rights, and that any sort of win for trans rights is um, a diminishment of women's rights. But I think the example in Argentina demonstrates that that's very much not true. Mm. And it's very inspiring. Mm. 
It is really inspiring. It's a really clear example of what of what you're talking about. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. So um, let's talk a little bit more about the rally. So um, the rally was last Thursday. Um, and it was a it was a cold Wellington night, um, and yet certainly over a thousand people were there. Hey, I was trying to do my sort of count how many people are in this corner and then multiply it by the space. Um, the whole of that car park was completely full of um, of of people of real range of of ages um and um and and classes i think um lots of uh, yeah lots of of wellingtonians there um demonstrating in support of trans rights so tell us why was it important how did it come about um yeah tell us about the rally um well we sort of came to hear about speak up for women doing a a um, nation tour and they were planning on speaking here in Wellington and we sort of decided, oh, we should probably do something about this. And what we decided was to have um, a rally outside the um, Michael Fowler Centre where they were holding their event just to, just to be visible and show that trans people aren't just like these scary monsters living in your closet. <laughs> we, we're real people. And, um, yeah, it was, it was really quite remarkable. We were sort of joking around in, um, during our planning sessions about, oh, it would be, it'd be great if we got uh, 500 people. And then I'm just kind of joking, oh, what if we got 1,000, though? <laughs> and then that really happened, and it was just incredible just to see, like, so many people come together f to support this one cause. And it wasn't just um, trans people. It was, um, it was also, like, intersex rights and stuff and um, stuff to do with, like, Māori rights and everything. And it was just really, really beautiful to see all these different people come together. Mm, it really was. And people coming for lots of... Um, reasons that were about connections as well, hey? Like um, in the uh, recording that uh, Gareth Watkins took, which um, you, you can hear on Pride NZ, uh, he spoke to um, people in the audience afterwards and there were people who were mums whose kid is trans or... Um, whose whose friend is trans, and so it it just it just reminded me, and that's been something that's been um, popping up for me as more and more people talk about trans rights at the moment, um, and people I know who who are straight people who I think oh what is their connection to this, and actually they're going oh my um my my nebling is is trans my my friend's child is is trans and so all of these connections actually which are building understanding and empathy and wanting to be there and support yeah how would you describe the um atmosphere i'm going to borrow gareth's um question because it was such a good one how did it feel to be there it was it was very very positive very happy celebratory sort of 
vibe going on. There was a um, someone came in with a big T Rex outfit, and that was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> and um, at one point, there was a Vogue circle. <laughs> oh, wow! Some people dancing. It was just yeah, really, really positive, happy. Um, yeah. There were some amazing things that happened, and um, as a creative, I loved it um, because at the at the beginning, so um, because the sound system, so you blew the sound blew the sound system, um, which I imagine was quite stressful. But a creative solution was, and and collaborative uh, solution was was found where um, the people in the front were asked to repeat what was being said. Um, at the back, and that was it, that was really amazing to to hear, um, and to hear again on the recording where people were repeating um, those things that were being said. It was incredible, um, and the other creative um, moment was because you couldn't have your music. We all you invited us to make the music together. So some people were the bass, some people were the treble, <laughs> some people were the um, with the vocals and um, yeah, it was it was a very embodied um, experience of what you were saying of um, yeah, we can do it together. We can make music together. Mm. We can do this stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Huge credit to everyone that was there for that. And again, that's that that's a kind of collective strength, but also the looking after each other as well. You know that people were passing mm. um, conversation back, you know, that, that, that um, yeah, a couple of people, um, you know, took the energy to hold up a megaphone for the entirety of the speeches, um, you know, that, that, yeah. that marshals um, chose to, um, you know, sort of take responsibility for looking out for everyone's well-being and, mm. you know, sort of pass information around just to, you know, just to keep everyone safe and, and well through, you know, through the whole experience. Um, yeah, it's yeah, just fantastic. I would describe it as a very caring atmosphere. The people mm. around us, as people needed to move, everyone's moving out the way, and mm. um, it was uh, one of the mo- most moving moments for for me um, in the speeches was um, where um, the the conversation was about um, what what turfs want. Um, trans people to be um, to to think and feel that um, you're not accepted by society and mm. or to to believe that society is afraid of you and um, and um, and people people called back from the audience we love you we love you <laughs> um, and yeah mm. Mm. that um, that made me cry. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's a, it's a common experience, I think, for um, well, for, for for queer people um, generally. Um, certainly, from a from a trans perspective, I can say you know you grow up and you do think that you're the only one. Um, it's hard to, uh, yeah, uh, uh, early on, it's hard to sort of to to, to realise how many other people are having that same experience, or how many people have been through that experience are out the other side now and are just living their lives just happy and. Authentic in their in their presentation and their interaction with everyone else, you know this this event is is like yeah a thousand queer people coming together and just showing hey look we're here, you know it was just like spontaneous pride. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that's how it felt. Yeah, certainly. And 
yeah, what I hear there as well as you um, speaking to that um, empathy of, yeah, all, all queer people have experienced, um, yeah, growing up, feeling different, all of those kind of things. And it's, um, um, that can be a, a source of, a source of empathy be- between us, um, which is what uh, I find confusing with um, TERFs who are, who, who are queer people, um, is that, that that bridge of empathy is missing there um, about um, being excluded or, um, yeah, not being cared about. Um, yeah, and that that's, that's a way to understand and have empathy rather than um, the opposite. Yeah, I reckon we might have another have another tune. What do you think, Kura? Oh, I think it's great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we ready for another tune? Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Put on your face. Know your place. Shut up and smile, don't spread your age. I could do that, but no one knows me. Keep cool. 
listening to Wellington Access Radio on 106.1 FM. This is Quoted Bananas, and that was Quiet by Milk. Kia Thank you, Kura. Um, you're on the Fem Rants show with Sean Quinnell Torrington, and I am joyful to be here with Queer Endurance Defiance today, having a really um, beautiful corridor about trans rights. So, um, one of the um, chants at the at the rally uh, was "Trans rights are human rights." So let's talk about what are those rights and what what do they mean to people's lives? What can you tell us? I think um, a big answer to that question is just the right to self determination, to like um, say who we are and exist as we are without people trying to silence us and tell us that oh no you're wrong, kind of thing. And um, there's there's a lot more to it. As well, because um, being being a trans guy, um, I have to I have face a few difficulties um, medically because um, I'm I still have my uterus and everything, and so I need the reproductive care that comes along with that, and it can be very difficult to access because people will see me as a man, and they typically associate these things with being a woman. And and a lot of a lot of turf seem to take issue with say um, the inclusive language surrounding um, periods and um, reproductive health care, and for some reason they keep pinning it on trans women when it's really it's more like the trans masculine people, trans men, and non-binary people who really need this because um, a lot of us often get like gate kept out. Because we're seen as men. <laughs> Kia ora, Kaden. Thank you so much for speaking to that and sharing with us. Yeah, it's really generous and really important um, for people to understand how vital um, this the this work is and those rights are. Thank you. Yay. Cool. Yeah, it's kind of a, a catch twenty two there, isn't it? It's. Um... You know, we're only seen as the gender that we identify as when it's inconvenient for us, you know, as a way of exclusion. And then when there's something that, that, that you know, we need, you know, the, one of the favourite talking points is, you know, use of toilets is just like we just need somewhere to pee or, you know, do our makeup or what have you. Um, you know, then, then, then suddenly we're seen as the, <laughs> you know, as, as the opposite of what we identify as, um, you know, um, uh, it's just it's just like the the goalposts are constantly changing to exclude. Yeah, um, yeah. So so, Caden's example I think is, is is excellent because it's another side that's often not talked about. Yeah, I quite like um, what one of the speakers brings up about um, if you're going out topless as a trans woman, you'll get you'll get in trouble for being a topless woman. But then you're put into the male um, mm. male prisons to be processed. It's just kind of, it's really silly, mm. <laughs> and like the same sort of thing would probably happen to trans men as well, because like a lot of us um, might not have done the top surgery yet. I think in many ways it's just a question of being treated with like 
basic human dignity and that that shows up in a lot of different areas but i was reading the other day that trans people have like a significantly higher incidence of utis than cis mm. people not because of anything like related to the trans condition but just because it's so difficult to like find a bathroom you can be safe in mm. that lots of trans people just won't use a bathroom in public at all mm. which is a really really sad thing mm. and like really quite disgusting when you think about it absolutely and accessing um yeah i mean smear tests you know accessing that kind of stuff is it's it's hard um it's hard as a cis woman to go and get that stuff at the doctors anyway um so yeah just all of all of those layers on top on top um and um stuff that is is li is life-saving yeah thank you i think another important thing um Ava alluded to earlier on, um, people's rights don't come at the expense of other people's rights, you know, like mm -hmm. rights aren't sort of, you know, gain one here and lose one here. Um, and this is, again, part of that whole idea of the collective struggle. It's actually everyone's gains and rights as a, as a, as a gain collectively. Um, mm -hmm. So, look, we're not, we're not, when we say trans rights are human rights, we're not like threatening anyone else's rights or wanting to decrease or diminish anyone else's rights in any way like if uh, realistically we are seeing this as a um as a, as a collective boost to everyone but um certainly yeah we want to be be recognized for um the human beings that we are have access to um you know the things that we need for our own uh, existence um and uh, just happiness um you know integration into society and so on. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's uh, the word that comes to my mind is um, is abundance. I think about um, things often in terms of um, uh, my garden <laughs> and how everything is connected. Nothing is nothing is separate it all it all grows together um so it's not about nourishing one thing at the expense of another that it, it it all yeah it's an ecosystem all together um so another one of the chants um at the rally was indigenous um indigenous genders are real um can you can you speak to that in our um context here in aotearoa yeah i can i can give that as best to go as as, um, as I can, uh, acknowledging that uh, I'm Pakeha and um, and so my own um, I guess my own knowledge is, is um, knowledge rather than lived experience. Um, um, yeah, I, I mean I think the one of the really cool things about this is there's been a lot of um, erasure as a result of colonialism. Um, so. Um, yeah, Māori experience um, and experience of other um, indigenous cultures um, elsewhere as well um, uh, has has been suppressed, like actively suppressed um, and um, overlaid with um, Christian European values. Um, mm -hmm. So um, it's my understanding that there's been uh, work in all countries and um, in, in Aotearoa specifically to um, yeah to try and unearth. Um, some of that um, 
uh, I guess, um, you know, Maori experience of um, of what we what Pakeha would call queerness. Um, Mm. So, uh, what Māori refer to as takatāpui. Um, so, um, yeah, as I, I, I was, <laughs> I was um, scared, I'll admit, of um, answering this question initially. Mm. I went away and did some um, reading and some fantastic um, material that um, Elizabeth um, Kerekere, or Dr. Elizabeth Kerekere, mm. um, had um, written in her thesis when she was... Um, um, yeah, working back through, um, yeah, so um, traditional songs and, and um, carvings and, and and so on. Um, this material to um, understand how, um, um, yeah, how how Maori uh, culture had. Um, I guess sorry. So she describes it as <laughs> this is a better quote: uh, being diverse is part of being Maori. Mm. I just really really love that. Mm. And I guess it's um, speaking also to that. Sometimes um, we uh, hear this narrative at the moment, like it's all it's all new. It's all all of this stuff is all new, and young people are just um, discovering all this stuff. And um, we 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 know through through research like Elizabeth Kerikeri, um and um, and and many others that um, yeah. Uh, genders, diverse genders have existed forever. It's not a new thing. It's not a trend. Um, and that suppression is part of colonization. Um, and, and yeah, it's actually a, a kind of recovery that's happening rather than a Absolutely. new, new thing. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not even a new thing in European culture either. Um, no. It's yeah. I mean, queer people have existed, and queer people have done what they um, need to do to um, you know to live their lives. Depending on which period you're talking about, you know, sometimes under some fairly heavy heavy suppression of their identities. Mm, um, but yeah, certainly um, you know, for for Pakeha to say, oh look, this Maori expression of being you know takatapui or um, um, you know. What Pakeha interpret as queer is uh, like for them to say, "Look, this is a new thing." I think that's just <laughs> um, a bit silly. Yeah, it's, <laughs> <laughs> um, just, um, just. Oh, sorry. So I just like to make a comment because I do agree with you about the col- impact of colonisation, which is certainly seen by the signing of the Treaty of Waitangi, where Māori women leaders were not. Uh, seem to be uh, by missionaries as the people signed the treaty. Mm-hmm. So you'd see, even though they were leaders in their own right uh, before you know the vote. And also, I think you know, with the kupu takatapui, there are different proponents who have a different perspective. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean it's wrong. It's just a different perspective. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I appreciate appreciate your call at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you. Mm-hmm. And we'll um, post the link to Elizabeth Kerikeri's um, research as well on the Facebook page so you can find out more. Um, so let's talk um, a bit about the BDMRR. I'm terrible with acronyms, but I think I've got this right. So this is um, this is um, kind of what all the fuss is about at the moment, mm-hmm. I guess, um, with the... Um, with the TERFs um, is this uh, change 
in this bill so that's coming up so why what is it why it's why is it important um tell us more um so the bdmrr bill is an update to the births deaths marriages and relationships registration act i think i got that right it's a very long title sorry (laughs) which is a very old act that just does what's on the label. It determines how births, deaths, and relationships are recorded in New Zealand. As part of the update that's currently before Parliament, it's proposed to introduce a a self-ID process for um, for gender on birth certificates. What that would allow is um, it would allow gender minorities to update their birth certificates to reflect their gender more easily. Um, it removes the current need to apply to the family court to get your um, your birth certificate updated. It takes away medical gatekeeping, and it adds uh, non-binary marker options for your um, your birth certificate. So it's sort of important to stress that this process already exists for um for driver's licenses and passports. Um, the bill is just adding it for birth certificates, so it's not even an entirely new proposal. And on paper, that's not a very big change, but what it represents is very important. Um, it's a step towards the greater acceptance and accommodation of, um, of gender minorities by wider society. It's a signal to trans people and other gender minorities that like, society is a bit more open and inclusive of them and they can be a bit freer to be themselves. It's also a signal to um to cis people that trans people are a bit more um, more normal than they might think. Um, so it's likely to encourage greater visibility, greater dialogue, greater acceptance. Um, now the bill in its current form is not perfect. Uh, campaigners have noted, for instance, that it lacks options for people without New Zealand birth certificates, such as migrants, to um have their gender identity sort of officially recorded. Uh, but it is still a positive step forward. Um, we don't think it will solve the oppression of trans people by any means. Uh, that would require a very radical restructure of society, um, a far greater dismantling of oppressive structures and the capitalist system that gives rise to them than anything that's on the cards right now. Um, but it is progress, and we do support it. Great. So, so it so it sounds like, as you say, a small a small change, um, but that will make things um, slightly slightly easier. I don't imagine it's super easy to get yourself to the family court. No, it's <laughs> quite a process, and the um the the medical gatekeeping involved is also quite significant as well. Mm. Lots of um. Sort of having to demonstrate that one is sufficiently trans to people who may not be entirely sympathetic to um, mm. one's claims. Um, others may be able to shed more light on it. It's not a process I've gone through personally, but well, I think that's kind of a key point, isn't it? Is, is actually often we choose not to go through that last hoop because it's just too mm. big a <laughs> too big a hurdle, or the hoop's too high, or whatever the metaphor is. Um, you know, so we so we change some of the more accessible documentation mm. um, and then uh, you know various bits of our documentation don't end up lining up um, mm. that can be a problem for just our own personal 
identities, you know, uh, sort of comfort within ourselves and a problem in, in, in terms of accessing some other, um, yeah, some other parts of care, I guess, mm. um, yeah, or, or even how medical systems see us and, and, and so forth. Mm. Yeah. Also, mm. just um, getting your identity documentation changed is pretty expensive. <laughs> mm. I come from quite a low-income household, so um, I haven't even had my name legally changed yet, and that has um, produced problems for me um, dealing with some authorities and such. Um, yeah, it costs like $200 to get your name changed, mm. and... Yeah, other identity documents. I think it's uh, 150 for um, passport. And, yeah. It all mounts up, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know there's a um, charity Naming NZ in um, in Pornicky, um, which um, helps to fund some of that stuff. So if people want to support, um, we'll pop that link up on the website because um, that's a really great place to um, be making some koha to um, to make things a little bit easier for people as well yeah so um, yeah what how so so how else can people can people support um, what we're talking about um, what can we what can we do from here we've been to the rally we had a great time we've heard all this great court it all what should we do next well, coming up next month, I believe, sometime in August, submissions, like public submissions, will actually open up for the BDMRR bill, and you can let the government know what you think about it. Um, it might seem sort of daunting to write a public submission, but more or less anything positive will be read, will go into the pool of, you know support for it but um a lovely organization gender minorities Aotearoa, um on their website amongst all the information they have on the bdmrr bill i believe they do have a sort of set of guidelines if you want to write a submission of your own um furthermore i think just being supportive of the trans people in your life around you um supportive of you know whatever other causes we may be fighting for in the future yeah awesome yep the only thing i've written a submission on was the um was the uh gay marriage bill um and i had never done that before but lots of um people were sharing what they had written and that made me feel more confident about oh i can just right from my heart and that's actually enough and watching that process and listening to the MPs who changed their minds and talked about what they had written it was it was very very eye-opening to me about that um, about that process that it is actually our stories what we care about um, and that they do they do get read um, by MPs which is um, yeah, pretty. It's quite a direct um, sort of line, really. Submissions. Yeah. So we'll share that um, page from Gender Minorities Aotearoa on the Facebook page as well. And if you haven't checked out Gender Minorities Aotearoa's um, 
website. There is an abundance of uh, resources there. They're an amazing organisation, so that's a really great place to go to um, to learn more as well. So, um, so I think we're we're coming up to our time. We always, my show always, uh, we always get right up to the up to the line with the with the time because we always have such good things to talk about. So, um, yeah, is there anything else that um, that that we've that we've missed that you want to that you want to add to our um, offering today? I certainly have, I learned so much from the rally um, and um, yeah, so much from being being here with you. Um, yeah. I, I'll probably think of things the second we, um, we get out of the recording booth. <laughs> That's which the is way. Really <laughs> I want to, um, to thank you both for um, giving us this opportunity to speak. Um, it's actually quite rare in this public discussion I guess that trans people are given sort of the full opportunity to speak in our own name we're very often talked about but a lot of that is talking over us so mm. this has been very valuable thank you mm. oh you're so welcome yeah, yeah. 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 we um yeah we um hear you yeah self-determination to me it comes down to yeah believe people yeah, we believe in believing people about about our own lives and our own experiences. So thank you so much for all your work and the rally and all the work you're going to do and bringing us together with lots of love. Yeah, mm. there was so much love in that rally. So, um, yeah, so thank you. We'll talk again. Mm. Thank you. Okay. Uh, so we've got some time for the, uh, the last song, which is... Um, I wish I knew how it would feel to be free from the uh, fabulous Venus and I.
the Quilt of Bananas program plays every Sunday, 10 to 11am, with news, views and music. A collective of presenters, advertisers, community events and discusses news of interest to lesbians, queer women and non-binary folk. We have interviews about past and future sports and cultural events, politics, films, art shows. The programme is sponsored through the generosity of the Rural Foundation. And it plays every Sunday from 10 to 11am on Wellington Access Radio, 106.1 FM. That programme is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Thanks New Zealand On Air for funding accessmedia.nz.